Welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Podcast. My name's Tom Hayes and joined with me as always is Ryan Shop. Ahoy. Uh, and in today's episode, um, it is Ballon d'Or themed once again, uh, as was last week's. But this time we will be, I guess, choosing our own Ballon d'Or winners or top three, um, if it is any different from the one. And we'll sort of give our own explanation for that. Um, but we'll get into that shortly. Uh, to start us off, how have you been this week? Yeah, all right. Been up to much? Not really. Um, bit of this, bit of that. Bit of this, bit of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll go into the rundown right now. We'll try and keep it short and sharp. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that now. This week on The Rundown, um, we start off with some sad news on, I believe, what was it, Monday, Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, Gerard Houllier passed away at the age of 73. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I've got some sort of notes on him. Uh, he did have a heart operation, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week, and he was just returning home and unfortunately he did pass away, at, I believe, at home. Um, he was one of the first foreign managers to make a real impact in the Premier League, um, especially French. That's one of the, before Arsene Wenger came in um, and all that. Uh, he managed the likes of PSG, Liverpool, Lyon, and Aston Villa, and as well as the French um, national side. Uh, he played for approximately a decade um, in and around France um, in the late 60s, but never really broke through as a player um, until he became sort of some tactical mastermind and took the likes of managerial work up. Um, so, yeah, his major honours... In France, he won the Ligue 1 with PSG once. He won it twice with Lyon. Uh, he won two French League Cups with Lyon. Um, but his main success was with Liverpool in 2001, where he won the domestic treble. Um, well, it wasn't even really... They didn't win the Premier League that year, but they won every other trophy. Mm-hmm. They won a Football League Cup, uh, the FA Cup, and the Charity Shield, I get the Community Shield. Now, um, and they also won the UEFA Cup, which is now called the Europa League, uh, and the Super Cup to put to top that one off. So they, as the U, the lower European side, winning those two competitions. Um, but yeah, he's mainly going to be remembered as a true gentleman of football and one of the most knowledgeable football minds. So yeah, that's all I have on him. So rest in peace. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, on, I think it was the same day, Same day. Yep. Uh, the Champions League round of 16, uh, draw was drawn. Um, yep. and so it sees Mönchengladbach take on Manchester City, SS Lazio take on Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid take on Chelsea, Leipzig take on Liverpool, Porto take on Juventus, Barcelona take on Paris Saint-Germain, uh, Seville or Sevilla take on Dortmund uh, and Atlanta, Atalanta, sorry, take on Real Madrid. Um, Some tasty fixtures in there. Yeah, I suppose the bigger ones are probably the Barcelona PSG. And that's the biggest one for sure. Probably. Because um, that's one of the heavyweights going out yeah. before the quarters. Um, Sevilla Dortmund will be interesting, I reckon. I reckon Atalanta, Real Madrid. I reckon they're all really interesting. Bayern, May Cruz, three of theirs. Yeah. Uh, Man City, if Munch and Gladbach are up for it, may have to you know, put up a fight well, against them. 
Manchester City's league performance hasn't been too great this year. Yeah. Uh, so, and Munchen Gladbach have been doing very well in Champions League uh, so far. But again, so, their league hasn't been as great either. Yeah, I mean, it's in February, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a wait period. Um, yep, back to normal finally. Yeah. Um, Although I did like the Champions League every other week. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I can see a few... Juventus probably will get a, an easy run through Porto. Yeah. I yeah. don't I don't think there'll be many surprises. I think Man City will probably go through. Bayern will probably go through. Um, yeah. Chelsea, I'm guessing, will probably go through. I don't know. I don't know. They did come second in their group, but they're top of the league right now. So, again, that's the other side of that, mm. where they're doing yeah, good in the league and they closer. just scrape through. So, yeah, we may say uh, Liverpool, I think, will go through, although I think nice. they might have a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, that'll um, be nice, I With Leipzig. Um, especially as they just signed... Um, Shabazz Lai. Yeah. I'm excited to actually watch him because I, had, I never really watched, you know, Austrian football. So, mm. I'm actually excited to watch him. Uh, uh, Juventus... I mean, it could go either way, really. Uh, Porto have done all right, but they should go they through. They should go through easily. Uh, barring that Ronaldo is not injured or has COVID again or whatever, or Dybala's out or who knows. Um, but they should be strong enough to overcome. Barcelona and PSG probably could go either way. You'd probably say PSG are the favourites at the moment, although Messi could pull something out of the hat and he's, they could cruise through. Yeah. Um, they've obviously done better, Barcelona, in the Champions League than in the actual... In their, in La Liga this year, they were so. Barca were always going to be that bogey team in pot uh, two. Mm. So they could have, you know, they could have had Man City, Bayern, Chelsea, Liverpool, um, Dortmund, or not Real Madrid. But any of those games yeah. would have been blockbusters. But now, yeah, PSG, him, uh, Messi versus Neymar. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Sevilla and Dortmund. I'm not saying it could go either way. I think Dortmund will get through. Should get Although, through. Although, depending on where, you know, Sevilla could put up a strong fight, I think. Um, and whether Harlan's back or not. Yep. Um, and if, you know, who knows, Jaden Sancho might be injured or... We'll have to do those predictions when, earlier. They, when they come. Yeah, yeah. later on. Uh, Atlanta, I think, could be a bit of a surprise. Although, yeah. I think if Real Madrid decide to show up, they um, will They haven't been real win. convincing in Europe this season... But Although Real Madrid have lost twice to Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, they did so charge home in the in the thing though. They did charge home and finish yeah. top of the group. So they're, they're top of the group for a reason and you would expect them to go through. And I, we do have some news with Atlanta later in uh, transfer whispers, yeah. um, which I'll get to. Uh, to move on, um, the Ballon d'Or all-time 11 was released, uh, a replacement for the Ballon d'Or this year instead because they announced early on that they weren't going to have one just because the interruptions, um, which yeah. some people would see as unfair to a certain Polish striker, but um, we might get into that later on. Uh, do you have the uh, team? I do have it up. Um, so, yeah, obviously, it's in absence of the 2020 Ballon d'Or. They had 140 uh, football journalists from around the world develop this 11, so it's not just based off one person. It's yeah. a, a widespread of opinions put into this. Um, which is, I think, a bit uh, strange, um, having multiple um, media organisations, because it's usually just France football that do the yeah. Ballon d'Or. Now, it used to be FIFA, then switched back to yeah. France football. So they've pretty much made like the greatest 11 that they've, they could ever think of. The funny thing about this is a, a few number of these haven't actually won the Ballon d'Or, but I don't think that was the actual main, what it was meant to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously in goal, first up, Lev Yashin. 
one of the greatest goalkeepers of his time. Yep. He wouldn't have been able to win a Ballon d'Or. Back, he wouldn't have been. Well, he eligible. did, but it was taken away from him. Yeah. Um, they had three centre backs: Cafu of Brazil, Franz Beckenbauer of Germany, mm-hmm. and Paolo Maldini of Italy. Uh, Maldini winning one, Beckenbauer don't. I believe he did. He did. Yeah. Righto. And Cafu, I don't think he actually won a Ballon d'Or. Uh, centre mids, we had Xavi, who was obviously in that era of Ronaldo and Messi. He came close in 2011, but that's about it. Or 2010, it might have been. Uh, Lothar Matthias. Uh, sorry, um, I think Franz Beckenbauer is probably the most successful uh, defender because he won twice. He won two. Uh, 76 and 72. And there you go. Um, yeah, moving on to probably the most fun part of this team. Left mid, Palais. Right mid, Diego Maradona. Who both... Uh, didn't win. Um, couldn't win. Couldn't win. Yeah, let's say that. Um, and then probably the most successful Ballon d'Or winners of all time at the front three, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, R9 Ronaldo, and Leo Messi. Yeah. So. Not surprising, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I, I, there is like a few, if you wanted to do your own detail, but yeah, I can't really argue with any of these, to be honest. Um, yeah. That is what they announced anyway, in replacement for the Ballon d'Or. Uh, what did we have next? Um, sorry, just to go back, um, Maldini never won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. He came third twice. Yeah. So that's a bit of a shock. Um, obviously, it's a lot harder for... So I think that that's, just going back on my friends Beckenbauer, I think that just says a lot of how good he was. For a defender he, to he win He could twice. win it twice. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, a lot of people wouldn't consider him a very defensive defender in a way. He was a very attacking defender. He could run with the ball through the midfield. Anyway, uh, getting a bit distracted. Um, anyway, uh, to move on, um, some controversial news now. Um, uh, depends who you are. Uh, but uh, Slaven Bilic was sacked by West Bromwich Albion uh, and replaced by Sam Allardyce. Uh, Allardyce being former manager to many, many clubs, yeah. including manager of uh, England. Yep. Um, some interesting... Uh, points. Uh, Sam Allardyce has taken over three clubs on the brink of relegation before in the Premier League. Uh, in they've ta- He's taken o- over Blackburn, who started 19th when he started. Uh, Sunderland also started 19th when he started. And Crystal Palace started 17th and finished 15th, 17th and 14th, respectively. So amount of relegation. He is known for never being relegated as a manager. Yeah. Uh, which is very impressive. Um, and he also brought Everton, in 2017, he brought Everton from 13th to 8th. Which is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, yeah. Um, this is... The I don't think it was... The sacking's the more uh, controversial The harsh part, yeah. uh, The replacement's not necessarily controversial. Yeah. Um, Allardyce seems to be a very steady pair of hands. But Billick, although they were... It was a poor re- start to the season. Yeah, um, but... For a newly promoted side, I don't think it was that bad, um, considering Sheffield United, who have been in for a whole year, are doing horrendously. Um, and they just drew with Manchester City. One of the most and they could have teams they could have the won that decade. game. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it was planned a I few d- weeks ago. Yeah, honestly, did not expect it. Like I honestly thought, what is going on there? Mm. Like, 
so harsh. To, they just drew with Man City and yep. he was gone. Um, and yeah, Allardyce was rumoured to take it over almost immediately. He took it over the next day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one, uh, he's already, he's managed his first game, I believe, just overnight yep. against Villa. Not a very good start. But, yeah, but um, <laughs> got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere indeed. Um, also, Allardyce is a local lad um, <laughs> from the West Bromwich area. The Midlands. Um, just down the road, I believe. Um, there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we will see if he can do what he's done for the last Hopefully bring ever. him out of relegation. That'd be yeah. decent. Um, I think it was his boyhood club too, in terms of supporting club too. So that would be Damn. another added incentive. Yep. Uh, moving on, we had the FIFA's The Best Awards um, were announced or presented yeah, or the awarded. Most, the most significant individual award this season. Yeah, because the Bollandor uh, was... Uh, <clears throat> Reduced, and there was a bit of controversy over a few of them, but I suppose we'll go through them one by one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, first one, I'll go through the women. I just got the women's best player just to keep it relevant mm-hmm. to our podcast. Uh, Lucy Bronze did win that in the end. I think you did end mm-hmm. up saying that she would win that. Um, so, congrats to her. Best men's player, without a doubt, Robert Lewandowski. Uh I'm not even going to argue it one bit. I don't no, think no, no. we can. No. I um, think, yeah, that is... This is where... Yeah. Well, I, I I agree with this one. Um, FIFA's the best men's goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer. Yeah, I I don't think you could argue against it, just yeah. on the performance um, he's had. Um, his whole... Yeah, this whole year has been insane for him and, you know, topping it off with trophies as well. Mm. And at his age, yeah. it's very impressive. Um who were the other two runners-up? Uh, for the goalkeeper? Yeah. I didn't write that down. But oh. the men's best player runner-up, I believe, was Messi. Yep. And Ronaldo. Which makes sense. I think. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I'll double it's check one it. of the others. I think it was Messi. <laughs> I think it might have been, to be honest. Um, yeah. And the manager. Manager. This, this is a bit of a controversial one, yeah. I believe. And he said he was surprised himself. Um, it was Jurgen Klopp. Hmm. I uh, I disagree with it. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, what do I say? Some people, well, I I honestly believe it should have been Hansi Flick after the amazing season he had. I would say the same. It yeah. wasn't even a full season, which is um uh, amazing. Even makes it even more amazing. I, I'd say um, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, they won the the World Cup and the league. No, yeah. that was last year, the Club World Cup. Oh, only, they only won the league this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the league, which yeah. is impressive in itself. Um, but if you look at pure statistics, the time under Hansi Flick for Bayern was almost flawless. Uh, like, you couldn't fault it. They um, barely lost. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't lose. lose. Yeah, I they didn't think lose. in the period that was, um, it was awarded for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I... I think if they continue in their form that they have been, you know, carried over from last season, last year, um, he could easily win it yeah. uh, next year. So the voting is there, voted by um, other captains mm. um, from uh, countries, like the national captains. The only players that didn't vote for Lewandowski number one was obviously himself. Um Tiago Silva of Brazil voted Neymar at number one, but he did vote Lewandowski in there at number three, and Messi voted for Neymar as well. 
um, and had Lewandowski three. Um, I, I wouldn't say Neymar had a very good season. Um, yeah, I couldn't even say he was top five even. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say he was top ten. There was a lot of um, there was because it was it was done via like um, as a Zoom call. Zoomish. Or, yeah. Yeah. So they they were telecasted to the studio, I suppose, and. There was an image of Ronaldo that made was it, it look it was like a he, FIFA thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So it'd have been Switzerland or Yeah. So um, there was a picture of Ronaldo going around that made him look probably the most unpleased that he didn't win. Even though it's not that's probably not true why he was looking like that. It's probably just an unfortunate oh, freeze frame. It is honest. Ronaldo though, and he's He's competitive. He's um, he's said himself that he thinks he's the best footballer. But this is the thing, they then looked at who he voted for and he voted Lewandowski number one and Messi number two. So, yeah. I don't really But I don't think, think you can did. vote for yourself first. Can you, you can't. No, no, you can. You can vote for yourself. It would just it be pretty very bad. unsportsmanlike if you voted for yourself. But he voted Messi number two, so he obviously reckons Messi had a better season than him. Well, yeah. As he would have put himself number two, because it's Ronaldo. He's I not. don't think. It would be so bad to put yourself. It would, like, I don't think anyone would ever put themselves. I don't think Messi wouldn't have Ronaldo. put himself in the top three, would he? No. No, Messi doesn't think much of himself, which is amazing. Well, all players so wouldn't vote themselves at all. They wouldn't put themselves in the top three. I think if anyone would do it, it would be Ronaldo. <laughs> really? He's he said before he thinks he's the best player in the world, yeah. which is a mindset you kind of have to have, but Messi doesn't think he's the best player in the world because he's been asked, who do you think is the best player? Um, and he says Ronaldo. But I just think that makes him more of a better player, but mm. I'm not going to get into that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, also, the Puskas Award um, was awarded to Haaland. No. This was Son won it, did he? Yeah. Who? What did Harlem win then? Oh, Golden Boy. Uh, <laughs> Ages um, ago. Yeah. Nobody was given the award. He won the, at the he same got thing. Given the Golden Boy. Yeah. yeah. Son, Son won, won the Puskas Award. Yeah. For that yeah. goal against Burnley, I want to say it was where he ran from his own half mm. and finished it. Uh, but yeah, uh, amazing, amazing achievement uh, for Hong Min Sung, who's doing extremely well out. at the moment in the Premier League. Um, I just like to mention something that we don't really we don't really talk about. Um, much and that is the Scottish Premier League and in particular Rangers who are on 50 points after 18 matches almost yeah. flaws uh, they've only drawn twice and won um, what's that 16 times uh, and in particular a player by the name of James Tavener or Travener how do you say mm-hmm. it is that right Travener yep um for the Rangers, he's scored eleven goals and eight assists, which I think is um, pretty impressive. Um, obviously, for a right back as well. For a right back, yeah. Um, someone who, you know, you don't really, you haven't really heard of much until this season. Um, yeah. And he's in the pre- a Scottish Premier League, mm-hmm. a Premiership, sorry, um, which is even more um, exciting. And um, he scores free kicks. He provides mm. that, you know, that outside run and then whips it I, into the box. I honestly think within the year, he'll be playing for Liverpool. Really? Because he is, was, I don't know if he's, I think he might be a Rangers no, player now. he was a um, youth player. Yeah. Yeah. So he has uh, connections with the club, obviously his connections with um, Gerard. Steven Gerrard as well. Yeah. Um, and I think he could provide actually something that Liverpool seem to be kind of missing, a bit of creative flair at the I'm moment. I don't know if... Definitely not lacking anything in that position. Um, but I reckon he could spice a bit up. I don't know if they need that spicing up because they got they've just started to. If not, if not soon in the future, definitely. 
Oh, yeah. I can I think Liverpool will be number future, one. Yeah, 100% one day in the future. Um, um, just on those runners-up, Hansi Flick was runner-up for the Men's Coach of the Year. Ronaldo came second. Oh. And, okay. yeah, that's all I have. Oh, and goalkeeper Allison was second for that one as well. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's all for the rundown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the rundown. So for the results this week, we had a lot. We had two match weeks pretty much to get through. I think it was 18 games. There's still two games of match week, 14 to play uh, tonight at the time of recording this. Um, so we'll start off with match week 13. Kicking us off, we had Wolves defeating Chelsea 2-1. Um, I disagree that Wolves deserve to win. Right. Now, this, this may come, but I, I think not deserve to win. Maybe that's not the right word. Chelsea obviously had a bad game. Uh, Chelsea, I don't think anyone would argue, are a better side than Wolves. Yeah. On, um, paper. on paper, yeah. But um, once they've, you know, they drew pretty late. Um, late, And I think instead of going for the win, which I think Frank, Frank said himself um, after the match that um, instead of trying to go for the win, it's one of those games they should have just gone for a point. Yeah. Um, they didn't really need to win. I mean, it would have been good to win. But I think Chelsea, a few times this season, have pushed very hard for the win and the errors have led to them losing. Mm. Um, probably this game and Prime the game example, against yeah. Everton even. Yeah. Um, just, you know, they had a bit of, bit of bad luck. And then I think Wolves were very lucky to score in the 90th minute anyway. Yeah, that's very, um, you know. I reckon it should have been a draw. I wouldn't say lucky. I'd say, like, fortunate. Yeah, I, I, Chelsea ha- seemed to hold possession for most of the game. Yeah, um, yeah, they just you know they didn't have a very good match. Unlucky. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, and the other game that happened on that same day, we had <laughs> Man City won, West Brom won, which controversial on and off the pitch. Yeah. Mainly off the pitch. Just with the second of Billick. And Pep going absolutely bananas yeah. at a official. <laughs> Obviously, we needed, uh, he wanted more extra time, I believe. Yes, um, that, that's uh, what it mainly the looked Catalan, like. The uh, Catalan passion inside. He was yeah. in his face like a, I don't even know. He was... Yeah, but we've we've seen this kind of with some of the Man City plays, even this season. Um, <laughs> getting so, in the face of the officials. <clears throat> like Aguero. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I honestly believe West Brom probably deserved to win this game. Really? Well, I think they, they Man City really didn't seem to show up, and they could have. It could have gone either way. Could have been one of those games, yeah, like Norwich last season, perhaps. But mm-hmm. I don't think West Brom deserved to win. I think they deserved the point, which is what they got. They played very but well. At the same time, I don't think City deserved to win at the same time. No, I think a draw position. is probably fair. Yeah. Um. However, yeah. Um. Man City are missing something, and. For all the money in the world, it doesn't seem to be solving their problem. Perhaps uh, they're missing something that starts with an M and ends with an S-y. Um <laughs> But, you know, that remains to be seen. Uh, moving on, we have Arsenal, Arsenal and Southampton drawing. One I draw. would say that Arsenal got away with this one, got away with the point. Yeah. Uh, it's a back-to-back games where they got red cards uh, shown. They got two red cards, didn't they? Well, they almost got, got two red cards. They had, yeah, one in the previous El game. Elneny should have got a red card. Oh, no, okay. that was in the previous game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. I think they're lucky. It Southampton was, have been on fire lately, so... It was a stupid red card, too. Oh, yeah. It was so... If you don't know no what happened... No need to go for the challenge, yeah. Yeah, Grand Xhaka. Or Grenade Xhaka. That was, that, that was last game. 
No, Jacko was banned for this game. Was he? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, mixed up. Anyway, um, well then, who who got the red card Let this game? Look. Was it El Nenny? <laughs> Let me look. Uh, who got the red card this game? I'm checking. Sorry. Anyway, um, too yeah. many red cards. Arsenal, um, not doing Wrong great. Game. Um, yeah, we could go on on and on about Arsenal. We could do a whole podcast on Arsenal. Yeah, it's I don't just, really think. Um, but uh, no. Oh, AFTV is probably doing enough. It was Gabriel. He got a second yellow, so it wasn't uh, a straight right. red. It was yeah, probably yeah. just too many yellow. Oh, he obviously was two two yellow cards <laughs> sending him off. Yeah. Um, um, moving on. Leeds 5, Newcastle 2. This was a weird one because at halftime, I think it was 2-2 two, two or 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. One, one. And then Newcastle... No, Leeds took the lead back. Newcastle equalised again. And then Leeds scored three goals in 10 Bamford. minutes to win the game. On fire. Their whole, I think they had five different goal scorers. Yeah. Which is unreal. Uh, I think Bamford got, he got a lucky assists as well. Yeah, though. he might have. Um, but Leeds, just out of nowhere. Um, I think they still have a concession problem. Um, oh, yeah. And as Visibly. Visibly. Yeah. But they can score that many that, that makes up for it. Yeah. But still, you don't want to be scoring, having to score five goals to win a match every time. Even though no. three, would have been, three would have done enough, but... You know, two conceding. But two I mean, for their goal difference, it makes up their goal difference as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, which they shouldn't have to do. Uh, um, moving on, we yeah. have uh, Leicester nil, Everton two. Perhaps a yep. surprise um, in terms of form. Leicester haven't been too bad. Everton probably weren't as good at the time, getting yep. the points there. Next up, Fulham and Brighton played out a nil all draw. Pretty nothing match mm-hmm. in that one. Um, moving on, Liverpool. Escaping with three points against Tottenham, beating I them 2-1. I think that's a fair one. assumption. Uh, uh, sorry. Pretty easily, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it was easy. Oh, pretty easy to describe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah 90th minute uh, winner. Yeah, header from a corner, yep. Good good goal, but um, if it was at Spurs Stadium, I reckon it could have been the other way around. It was very close. Yeah. Um, there was a few missed opportunities by Spurs, I think, that could have turned the game on its head. Yeah, Bergvine missed two pretty, mm. you know, one-on-one drill sort of goals. I, I don't think I'd put him at fault for those, though. I, I think one of them made, a bit unlucky. One of them, he hit the post, unfortunately. Mm. The other one, he did well, spray. For, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately the for him, yeah. He got the race, did a very good job, too. Le- yeah. If I was, I was saying, if it, if it had been a draw, I would have put Larice, man of the match, honestly. Mm. Made that many good saves. Uh, moving on. Yep. West Ham and Crystal Palace playing out a one old draw. Mm, Haller scoring one of the goals of the season, I'd mm-hmm. say, with that bicycle. Um, they have bit... a habit of scoring a bicycle against Crystal Palace. Yeah. If you was... remember, what's his name? Andy Carroll scored a hat, uh, not a hat trick, a bicycle against them probably yep. about two seasons ago, I think. Um, a bit of a nothing game other than that, I'd say. Yeah, nothing in, you know, in respect of the, in the league and all that in the, in the table. Uh, match week 14, we had eight games. We've still got two to play tonight. Uh, we have Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool seven. You missed the Villa and the Sheffield game. Hey? After West Ham? Oh, did I? I yeah. mustn't have written Villa Burnley, yeah. Sheffield, United. Oh my God, I've not even written them. Oh, okay. I've jumped the gun. All right, yeah, Aston Villa, Burnley playing at a nil or draw. Not really a lot to say about that. Nah, <laughs> a bit of a nothing game again. Yeah, Burnley, um, though, good for them. Yeah, the good point. for Burnley. I they're think Villa are... probably should have won it. Yeah, they both had games in hand, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheffield United 2, Manchester United 3. Yeah, this is a bit of a weird one. Um, Sheffield took the lead early. Sheffield could have won it or drawn United it. United kicked 3. 
in quick succession, I believe. Mm. And then United scoring what was now a consolation at the end just to get two goals on the board. Yep. I wouldn't say they were unlucky. They were shocking the entire game. Um, but what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale. Oh, yeah. Their goalie. He had a nightmare. Oh, he hasn't had a very good really season. Really bad game. Um, I think... I think Rashford's Dean... shot... He had a bad one against Tottenham. Oh, was it Tottenham? Anyway, Rashford's shot was to get the third goal. It was good. It was directly at him. A lot of power, but it went straight through him. Like, <laughs> shouldn't really happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sheffield falling very, very close. And Men United, that really helps them in there. Uh, Still on a solitary point after that. Yeah. Uh, after that one, yeah. Yeah. Match week 14, we have... Actually, I just remembered I did write them in right there. Okay. Uh, yeah, just on Man United. They've now got 16 out of 18 points in their last six fixtures in the Premier League. And they still have that game in hand, which could put them second, as we talked about off yeah. uh, camera. I think it's a bit of a line. facade, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the defensive woes is still very visible. Um Tim Sherwood, very... The amount of penalties they get still is just ridiculous. They didn't get any this game, but... Um, well, that'd be the first in a long time. Tim Sherwood went absolutely bananas at Harry Maguire um, for putting Dean Henderson under so much pressure in that first goal. Mm. Pretty much, uh, they described how when Men United play on that front foot, they're almost unstoppable, which is what they did in that second half where they built their lead. So quickly. Oh, not even in the second half. They were 2-1 up at halftime. Um, they pretty much responded to that goal straight away. Um, it was mainly that first goal, yeah. Playing out of the back doesn't really work well for them because their defence don't really look confident on the ball. Yeah. So I think that's something to watch out for if you're ever watching Man United. Hmm. You can tell when they're on and when they're not. Um, so, yeah. Moving on to match week 14, finally. So I can talk about this one. There isn't actually a lot to talk about it, to be honest. Uh, Liverpool, oh, sorry, Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool 7. Yeah. This is the biggest Liverpool win I've ever seen in my, I think. Yeah, it would I don't be. Think, I don't think I've ever seen one any bigger. Yep. Um, Firmino scoring two. He's now scored three this week, which is good for him, considering he doesn't really score a lot. Uh, Mane scored. Uh, Takumi Minamino scored his first Premier League goal. And Salah scored two. Who else scored? Henderson scored as well. So good variety. Um, I'm more happy with Minamino and Salah, especially because Salah came off the bench and scored two and an assisted one. Yep. Almost got man. I think he might have got man of the match, actually, uh, which is... I know Firmino definitely did, I think. Um, good for him, anyway. But yeah, I think Shouldn't, that's just about no, it on No Premier League side, no Championship side, no professional side should really lose 7-0, I think. Concede 7. Concede more than 5 more, really. <sighs> not not sure you can concede, but lose by 7 goals is yeah. one thing. If they lost by 5, it's... Yeah. Happens more often. Happens more often than not, yeah. but 7 is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, if there aren't questions of Roy Hodgson, I think there might be after this. I don't think it was his job. Um, I think if the questions would have been answered by now, if that... Would have already have. Yeah, I feel like it would have already happened. Yeah, um, I mean they're still twelfth, thirteenth. Um, they might. Oh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, just outside. The so um, they still. They're so still not that it. bad, but this is just ridiculous. No club should. Um, but yeah, we won't go hold on too much. Um, and yeah. the next game was a lucky escape for Man City, I'd say. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, Southampton haven't been too bad. They lost 1-0 to City against Sterling, scoring that solitary goal to uh, win the game in the end. Uh, yeah, not a great deal to talk about that one. Everton defeated Arsenal 2-1. Arsenal. An own goal. Again. Another own goal in this one against Arsenal that pretty much loses them well, two points. it was kind of an own goal. I mean, it, it bounced off his face. I mean, it's an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, again, we could talk about all day about Arsenal at the moment. Currently 15th in... 16th or 15th? 15th. Lucky to be 15th, yeah. though. Um, and <laughs> still more. Bloody hell, I keep thinking we're at the end. Hmm. Uh, Newcastle won, Fulham won. Oh, my God, Scott Parker was should have been a Fulham fuming after this game. Fulham should have won this game mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't for VAR. I think, yeah, VAR probably stuffed him in the end. Yep. Scott Parker expressed his emotions in his post-match interview going nuts. Like, he, he composed himself well, but I could tell he was fuming on the inside. Yep. Um, if you don't know what happened, there was a penalty given to Newcastle. Um, I don't know if it was given straight away by the ref. You, another thing is, um, usually when the refs go to the box to have a look, the decision's overturned. Now, this is probably the first or second time this season that the decision wasn't overturned. Mm. Um, so, anyway, I think... I want to say it was Wilson went down in the box. Um, it was. Can't remember who tackled him. Uh, anyway, it was a full player. Tackled is a strong word. Yeah, well, according to VAR, it was a tackle. Um, he, what? He put his foot... He's almost... Wilson almost... Well, you can't get a penalty if you fell over. It has to... It let, it, VAR adjudicated as a tackle. He may have clipped his pinky toe on one of his boots yeah. and then he just, like, thought he was in the uh, uh, the 50-metre jumping board at the Olymp- uh, at the Olympics. Doing 50 metres is pretty big. Oh, I don't know how big they are. 10. There's a 25, there's a 50. Metres? 10 metres the Foot, highest. maybe. 20... No, there's a... Tw- is there a... 10 is dead. Right, anyway. 15? <laughs> anyway, he thought he was diving at the Olympics. Cause... Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, Wilson... I want to say it was Wilson. Went down in the box fairly easily. Um, there was initial contacts outside of the box. Um, and then pretty much as soon as they got inside the box, he's taken all his hands off him. He's just ended up chasing him in the end. Um, and VR were looking very close at his boot because he, he didn't forcefully push him over anything. They were looking closely at his boot... And they believe that his boot clipped uh, Wilson's studs as he's running and he's fallen over. Which, again, once they he was given a red card as well for this. Shouldn't have been a red. Shouldn't have been a penalty. It should have looked at how Wilson's natural movements... I'm putting these... What are they called? Air quotations. Yeah. Um... His natural movement was not natural at all. It was delayed. Um, it was, yeah. It was definitely a dive. Um, and I th- think... Wilson can be a bit ashamed by the performance. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, they got the point. And, yeah, Scott Parker, I'll have to move on to the next one uh, with that one. Oh, yeah, I just got it now. Joao Kim Anderson was the guy who gave away the penalty and got the red card. So, it could have even been worse for Fulham in the end. They could have conceded again, going mm. with 10 men for about 20 minutes there. Uh, and to finish up match week 14... Oh, but there's still two games left. Hey? Still four games left. Yeah. Right. I've got all the games from today. Yeah. Um, we had Brighton 1, Sheffield 1. Um, 
I don't have any particular notes. Uh, let's just say Brighton, very, um, I think, sorry, I think Arsenal, very lucky Brighton drew here. They could have easily won this yeah. game and pushed them down to 16th. Yep. Besides that, uh, Sheffield got another point. No they longer on tally. the, uh, yeah, doubled. Um, that brings them to... They're still on one of the low, the lowest, I want to say. Ever, pretty much. Ever, yeah. At two, points, uh, two points after 14 games. 14 games. games. Two draws, um, 12 losses. No, good. Uh, next up, probably... Surprising result. Yeah, I could say that. Uh, Tottenham, nil. Leicester City, two. Mm. Um, worrying for Tottenham, do you reckon? Yeah, this makes them a, it makes it a streak. Yeah, dropped three points in their last... Uh, not dropped three points. They've dropped points in their last three matches. Obviously, two draws and one loss. They're now fifth in the league after being unbeaten in 11 games. Um, yep, um, it was a Vardy party, uh, scoring both of the goals. One at the 54th minute and one at four minutes of extra time, which was a penalty. Um it could have been three, but uh, Alderweireld's goal was disallowed. Yep. Um, both teams got two yellow cards. Um, Dyer and Winks um, both got Mate, could yellow have been cards. Alderweireld plays for Tottenham. That's, they almost got a goal then. His goal was disallowed. Yeah. Yep. So Tottenham could have ended. Could have been a draw in the end. Yeah. Could have gone both ways. Um, anything else on that match in particular? <sighs> Not really. Um, cool. Uh, well, next. puts um, t- uh, Leicester into second at the moment. Yeah, now yeah, Leicester now go second. Uh, Manchester United six leads two. Um, Bizarre. Yeah, they'll two 0 up in three minutes, which I've never seen that before. Not McTomin- Man United. McTominay scored both of those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressive for him. He hasn't really been in the squad that much as a starter, and he's definitely made the most of that. Um, yeah. Again, not much to say, really. Just a complete performance by United, besides conceding the two goals. One of them was a set piece, and the other one was from outside the box. So, the expected goal on that is very low. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. McTominay scored two. Uh, Fernandez scored. One and got an assist, I believe. Mm, two. Dan James scored. He, Fernandez did Dan, score two. Daniel James scored and Lindelof scored one, uh, but yep. one of Fernandez's goals was a penalty. So, but the penalty was fairly fairly given. I will say that mm-hmm. um, it just means that their run of penalties was down to one game. Not no penalties in a game. Really? I think so. I think they have. I don't. Oh, they haven't had a penalty in a in a while. I reckon I have. Um. Anyway, they just go a bit game, unnoticed. Last game of. The amount of penalties this season in the Premier League is absurd. Yep. Anyway, and the last game of match week 14, West Brom nil, Aston Villa 3, Sam Allardyce first game in charge of West Brom, did not go to plan. Uh, Villa were up 1-0 around the 80th minute, and they con- uh, West Brom conceded twice to go down 3-0. Um, so yeah, Villa still have two games in hand, I believe, which could put them second if they were to win those two. Uh, so yeah, that's all for the results this week. Um, in terms of tipping, whew, my lead is growing, and by next week we will figure out a forfeit for the loser. It won't be bad or anything, I don't think, but we need to think of something, put something on the line here. Uh, I'm on 135, Shelby's on 122, so he's still in it. A couple three pointers puts you back in the mix, I reckon. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, without further ado, we'll now move on to our main segment. So for our main segment today, we are essentially going to be picking our own top three fellow Ballon d'Or. That never happened. A bit of a Ballon d'Or what if, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on whether you want to change your the best awards or whatever around. Um, so I guess we'll just go three, two, one each mm-hmm. and then go from there. So do you want to start off with who you have third? Yeah. Uh, third, I have Ciro uh, Immobile. Uh, from Lazio, or SS Lazio. Um, so he played 38 matches, scored 33 goals, and had 13, 13 sorry, assists. Um, yeah, uh, they had a very good season. Um, he had a very good season. Um, and Won the golden boot in Italy as well. In Euro- yeah, in Italy. Yep. yep. Uh, beating out uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, yeah, so I put him third. Yep. Um... I'm just looking at the stats here. Yeah, 33, 13, 46 goals. That's uh, fourth in all the top five competitions. So, again, very good for him. And he's 30 as well. I guess <laughs> the, all the top four are over 30. Yep. Um, but, yeah, maturity coming in clutch there. Thomas Muller up there as well. I didn't have him. Anyway, um, my third, I had Erling Haaland of Dortmund and Norway. Um Played 32 games in all comps, scoring 33 goals. Um, so more goals than games and assists. He had six. So 39 goals and assists. It wasn't the top, but in terms of games played, it was very impressive. Um, and he had the third highest um, goals and assists per game in all of Europe's top five leagues. Yep. Uh, at 1.22, I think. Chiro Mobile had 1.21, so he's very close to that. Um, so, yeah, and again, I think it just makes it all the more impressive that in his first full year at Dortmund, 20 years old, he's able to do that. And a team that's not even really, at the moment, they're not fighting. Well, they are fighting for the title, but they're not really in the fight right now. They're fifth. They're still in the Champions League, and he's still being able to do this is pretty remarkable at the moment. Yep. Uh, so, who do you have second in yours? I have uh, the one, the only, Lionel Messi, number two. Yeah. Um, I just think you've got to have the best player of all time, or one of the best players of all time, the best player. Uh, no, he, no, sorry. The best player of all time. Uh, you've got to have him in the top three. Um, whether he had a fantastic season or a great, a good season, um, I think he had a pretty good season. Uh, he played 43 matches, which is pretty good for... His age, not not occurring many injuries over that uh, those forty three matches, uh, he scored the same amount of goals as he did assists with twenty five each, which is very impressive. Yep. Um. So that goal could have been, you know, if he was selfish, probably could have got you know forty five goals, forty forty goals maybe. Hmm. Um. But yeah, helping Barcelona to third or whatever. So they didn't have a great season. A few uh, flow problems, I'd say. Um, down the field, getting the ball to him. Um, but he manages to do that consistently. Um, yeah, not much more to say besides it was messy. And yeah, second. Right. Well, I didn't go messy. Um, I've purely gone off of, um, you know, what he's been able to do in the amount of games that he played. I had Cristiano Ronaldo second. Uh, he played 38 games, so five less than Messi. 
but he scored 41 goals and eight assists, which is just one less goal and assist less than Messi. However, he did so in less games, which I believe is more impressive. More penalties. <laughs> <laughs> penalties or goals does not matter. Um, not as impressive, though. <laughs> it's, uh, it's on your tally, so. Yeah. Runs a run, goals a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say, I think 12 of them were penalties, but I think Messi had maybe, I think it was seven or eight penalties, so there's only five off. Um, but it still wouldn't have changed. He still would have had a higher goal assist per game if that was the case. Um, I believe I saw a stat sheet that said minus penalties. And he still had a higher one. So I think it was like 1.18 to 1.14 or something. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've gone Ronaldo second. And I think <laughs> your main point, <coughs> or not your main point, sorry, but one of your points for having Messi in there just because he's the, the greatest of all time in your opinion. Mm. Like it just defeats the whole purpose of the Ballon d'Or, because it's the yes no best player of that season. Yeah, but he's the best player of all time, so he's the best player of that season. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> it is. If he's, no. if he's playing and he's the best player ever, he's the best. No, not statistically of that season, but he's still the best. I I still I think, mean that has to be. His best I still think you time. watch Lewandowski, you watch Ronaldo, you watch Messi. You're gonna say Messi's better technically. Everything, the way he handles the ball, what he does on the pitch, the way you know he he's a general on the field, he he structures the team around um, the style of play that they have. Um, yeah, I'll tell you one thing: he won't be on it for next season. I think not at Barcelona, probably not. I don't think he'll even be on top three. Depends. Well, oh, for actually, this season, no, probably not. Actually, no, we don't know for next year. Hasn't started yet. Depends how he does for the rest of Barcelona this season, but he hasn't really been at his best this season so no, far. No, but that's that's complicated over. You know, he wanted to move and yada yada. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, moving on to number we one. We should have the same for this one. Yeah, I had uh, Thomas Muller for number... No, I had... Uh, <laughs> sorry. I had, yeah, David Luiz. Oh, sorry, no. Um, uh, Robert, the Polish god Lewandowski. Um, yeah, Bayern. I had the Poland. same, by the way. Um, yeah, so he played thirty-nine matches and scored forty-five goals, which is very impressive, and had fifteen assists. Yeah. Um, probably a bit salty that he didn't, you know, that there wasn't a Ballon d'Or because you know he would have won. Oh, it. you would have won it hands, hands down. down. Yeah. Um, ten more goals and assists than anyone uh, than second, I guess, um, than Messi. Um, and yeah, his goals and assists per game was one point. Five four. That's unreal. That's almost that's three a game essentially, mm-hmm. uh, three every two games. Sorry, um, yeah. So yeah, ten goals and assists more than Messi. Twenty goals more than him. Um, so yeah, that's good that he scored. I think he. I'm just having a look. Out of all the top ten, he had the third highest assists, and he was number one in goals as well. Behind Messi was number one. Müller number two. Chiron Mobile, number four. Mbappe was also close there. 25 goals, 21 assists. Again, decent season. Actually, I just realized Mbappe Mbappe had the second highest goals and assists per game. I completely missed that. Um, So, yeah, maybe stiff for him to miss out on that one. Yeah. Maybe he's number three for me. I might change that. (laughs) No. Anyway, I think, yeah, I still think Haaland may be... 
one to watch for maybe the next couple of years. That's my just last thing to put on it. Um, so yeah, that was a quick main segment. Obviously, there's no Ballon d'Or this year. Hopefully, there is next season. No, no I can't see why there wouldn't be. Oh, well, actually, I can see why there wouldn't be. But hopefully, there is no reason to do that. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll quickly move on to the games this week. Yes or no, and then finish up. All right, so for Transfer Whispers, I've completely missed this. We'll just get through this really swiftly. Um, we have one confirmed transfer. Um, I'll say we'll do like the major transfers over the top five leagues, I think. Um, and I believe this is one of them. Dominic Sabozlai from Red Bull Salzburg to Red Bull Leipzig, or RB Leipzig. Um, 20-year-old midfielder, absolute gun, plays one of the best players on the Hungarian international team. Um, or national team, I suppose. Yeah, they triggered his 25 million euro release clause and he signed on a 4.5 year deal. So that gets him through to uh, June in 2025. Um, yeah, one of the top prospects in European football right now. Um, I'm not sure if you'll stay at Leipzig that whole, you know, no. till 2025 because I'll take him to his mid 20s. If he doesn't I, take off by then, I'd say he would have yeah, already I, moved. I, it's not really a 25 million. Euro release course because it's the same, it's company, same owners, but... so it's a bit of a counting trick, I think. Yeah. Um, there's nothing to them. Obviously, they just moved it and then moved some money around. Um, yeah. yeah, good um, for them. We have an update on one of the transfers that did happen in June. Ahmed Diallo from Atalanta to Manchester United, the 18-year-old winger, did sign for Manchester United in the summer window, um, but he couldn't complete his move because of uh, issues with his visa. Um and they also brought in rules that we couldn't, or not we, but Premier League couldn't, or Premier League clubs couldn't buy players under the age of 18. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one too. I don't think it's yeah. really worth the money. Or the, it was a lot of it's money. not really proven. £37.2 million uh, pounds was the move, um, and he is 18. Similarly to um, Wesley Fofana going to Leicester, that was one that was really weird, $40 million move. Um, Fabio Silva again going to Wolves was a huge deal 18 year old for 40 plus mil so another one of those but hopefully for them they need I don't know if they need a, a young midfielder but they probably need some they mature need ahead I don't think it's the right position either yeah um, it's a lot of money to spend yeah, as well anyway. anyway we've talked about this one a long time ago <laughs> um, but yeah he'll He's now going to go to United in January. He's finally got that all sorted. So I'll have him in his arsenal in January. And the whispers this week. Um, one continuing off last week, we have Paul Pogba going to either Juventus or Real Madrid are the only two clubs really uh, reported. Um, there was a weird thing I, I saw. I don't know how accurate it is, saying that, Dybala could they could have a swap with Dybala. I can't I see why Dybala that. would want to go to Manchester United. I have that written right here. Oh. Rumors have emerged of a swap deal consisting of uh, Paolo Dybala and Bernadeschi. He's not in return for Pogba. Pogba's not worth it. Really? No, he's just you know he's not played very well. So Pogba of late, no. Especially for those two players, Bernadeschi's around thirty mil. Dybala's. Yeah. In and around 100 No mil. way Juventus would agree to that. Um, they wouldn't yeah. give up Dybala. That is the latest rumour. Um, Juventus have been in contact um, with Manu. 
And yeah, obviously last week he was stated that he want, uh, his agent released that he wanted to leave in January. Well, I mean, that's been evident for almost two years. So. Yeah. And the final piece of whisper, we have Alejandro Gomez or Papu Gomez, known uh, as he's more commonly known. The Atalanta captain has had a falling out with their uh, manager or head coach, Gasparini. Uh, this happened during a uh, halftime during halftime of the UCL fixture against Midgeland. Yeah. Um, and it's gone sour immediately. Um, the minute it came out, he was like full, wants to leave, no questions asked, get me out of here. He's uh, he's 32 years old. Um, I doubt a big club would come for him. I can see maybe an outside club. I don't know what league even. MLS, maybe. But yeah, he stated that when I leave, when I leave the club, you'll know the truth. So I, then I don't know if it's okay. I don't know if it's a big news or maybe just an argument that he wants to talk about or yeah. who knows really. Um, but yeah, that's all for transfer whispers this week. Um, we may have a lot more next week coming up to that winter window. We'll only be a couple of days away. Um, so yeah, we'll now move on to those those tipping and fixtures. Uh, now we move on to the tipping and fixtures for this week, and we start off with the remaining two games of the Premier League match week 14. First match, we see Burnley taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers at Turf Moor on Tuesday the 22nd of December at 4.30am. What did you have for that one? I've gone with a 1-1 draw. I've gone with uh, a 2-1 to Wolves. Yep. Uh, next, we have Chelsea taking on West Ham United at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday, the 22nd of December at 7am. And I'm saying Chelsea will win two goals to nil. Right. I'm changing mine. Actually, no, I'm not changing. <sighs> yeah, I'm not changing. I was about to make Chelsea win. <laughs> but then I remembered something from last season. West Ham did the double over Chelsea last season. But I don't know if it's the same case this year. Do West Ham have been better? Than last season, but I'm going to stick with what I have. Chelsea have been better than last season too. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Okay. What did you say? 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, Chelsea. Yep. Uh, next we have uh, match week 15. And we start the week with Leicester City taking on Manchester United on Saturday the 26th of December at 11.30 at King Power Stadium. And we, I have... Gone with Man United, two goals to one. I've gone with a nil-nil draw. The next match is Aston Villa taking on Crystal Palace on Sunday the 27th of December at 2am at Villa Park. And I'm going with a 3-1 to Aston Villa. I'm going 2-0 Aston Villa. The next match is Fulham taking on Southampton. At Craven Cottage on Sunday the 27th of December at 2am. And I'm going with Southampton to win three goals to two. <laughs> There's the 3-2. <three> <laughs> I'm going with 3-0 uh, Southampton. The next match is Arsenal taking on Chelsea at the Emirates on Sunday the 27th of December at 4.30am. And I'm going with a 3-0 to Chelsea. I've also gone Chelsea, but just 2-0. The next match is Manchester City taking on Newcastle United at the Etihad on Sunday the 27th of December at 7am. And I'm going with a 
to one for Manchester City. I've also gone with a, a two-goal win, but two-nil I've gone with. The next match is Sheffield United taking on the inform Everton at Bramble Lane on Sunday the 27th of December at 7am. And I've gone Everton to win comfort- comfortably with three goals to nil. I've also gone Everton, but only 2-0 again. The next match is Leeds United taking on Burnley on Sunday the 27th of December at 11 p.m. at Elland Road. And I'm going with a 3-1 to Leeds. I've also done 3-1 Leeds. The next match is West Ham United taking on Brighton at the London Olympic Stadium on Monday the 28th of December at 1.15am. And I've gone with a one-all draw. I've gone 2-1 West Ham. The next match is Liverpool taking on West Bromwich Albion at at Anfield on Monday the 28th of December at 3.30am. And I'm going with a 5-1 to Liverpool. I'm going 14-0 nil, no, 4-0 Liverpool. If, I mean, if we beat Crystal Palace 7-0, we can beat West Brom 14-0. That'd be funny. Would you say 5-1? Yeah, yeah, I'm going I think four... Sam Allardyce would get the sack. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going 4-0 Liverpool. Okay. I said 5-1. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the next and the last match that we'll be tipping for this week is Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Tottenham Hotspur at the Molyneux. On Monday, the 28th of December at 6.15am. And I'm going Tottenham to win two goals to one. I've also gone Tottenham, but only 1-0. Very good. So, as it stands, Tom is on 135. And I am on 122. So, now we'll move on to yes or no. Now it's time for yes or no. If you're new to the podcast, the way yes or no works is Tom and I will each ask each other three different questions. Uh, so Tom will go first or I'll go first. And we can simply only answer with yes or no. So Tom, would you like to go first? No. All right. My first question to you, Tom, is will Arteta be sacked by the end of January 2021? No. My first question to you is... Will Arteta beat with Arsenal at the end of the season? No. My second question to you, Tom, is... Will Dominic Calvert-Lewin win the Premier League Golden Shoe this year? No. Alright. My second question. Will Sam Allardyce save West Brom from relegation? Yes. Solid. Uh, My last question to you, Tom, is... Is Man United's current good run of form a misrepresentation or facade of the vital issues the club faces uh, within within the club and the squad um, for the long term? Yeah. Yeah. I'll okay. say yes. Uh, and my final question. <laughs> that's just a really long yes or no. Sorry. Question. That's the longest one we've ever had, probably. Probably. It was specific. Yeah, yeah. Um my final question to you is, will we see a new Ballon d'Or winner in the next two seasons? Or yes. the next two years? Yes. Sweet. And that was yes or no. Uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast for this week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GZ underscore football for updates about us in the world of football. Pretty much the rundown. Rundown Pr- on Twitter. Pr- pretty much, yeah. The, the Twitter rundown. Uh, and you can follow Tom at... 
at Thomas Hayes underscore. And you can follow myself at RP underscore shop. Uh, yeah, all the co- we'll fi- you can find all the contacts and references in the description of the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. So another thing just to quickly add at the end of this, um, we won't be doing YouTube videos for the next two episodes, this one and the next one. Yep. Um, we're planning to run out a new format of YouTube slash podcast thing. Um, we'll probably announce it next episode. Yep. We're still in the works of figuring that out. Um, but we're hoping and we're planning to return to YouTube in 2021. Um, so yeah, we'll hopefully get that back to you guys by by next episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So, yeah. Ciao.